G'day, g'day. I am bringing to you a wonderful return guest this morning. Her name is Claire Obeyed. Our first episode was all around um, like the crashing and the thud that many of us experience in motherhood and supporting ourselves through that. We are now going to be talking about somatic healing, what is somatic healing and somatic life coaching, meditation, breath work, energy medicine, EFT. Claire also has her very own podcast called Woman Awake. She's also launching her very own all-encompassing program, which we'll talk about towards the end, which I just think is just phenomenal. I'm super like all wow about that. And honestly, if you love listening and being open to different ways of healing, different ways of moving with your body, changing your programming, you know, you're going to love it. And honestly, Claire's voice is just like butter. It's so soothing. She's on the Central Coast in New South Wales. She's a mum of two and I've been like fangirling over her for a really, really, really long time. So rather than me try and tell you how great she is, why don't you just listen for yourself? Obeyed, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, woman? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me on to chat on your incredible podcast. I'm very grateful. Thank you. You are one of the very few return guests, and I <laughs> want to like applaud you for saying yes and coming back on. Um, but I just find that the work that you do is so broad, and honestly, what you're adding to your beautiful spiritual soulful toolkit that I just keep watching evolve is just so fascinating to me and so inspiring. Um, So thank you so much for coming back on. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for being willing to have this conversation. I'm really grateful. Always love chatting with you. So you are um, like the main work that you do would be in like the life coach energy medicine realm, but you also do a lot of work around like with somatic healing, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Can you Correct. tell us what that is? Yeah, it's an interesting word, isn't it? Because people go, hmm, yes, I've heard this, but I don't really know what you're talking about when I say that. So to kind of take it a bit of a step back, I first became aware of somatic work through my own personal journey and in a very condensed version when I realized that I actually technically wasn't very embodied. So I didn't um, fully feel like I was inhabiting my body I didn't fully feel like I was healing properly in certain areas and certain traumas in my life. And what I mean by properly is I felt like I'd gotten to a point where I understood a lot. A lot of things made sense. I had cognitively grasped new ways of living and being in the world, uh, intellectualized it almost, but I sort of felt like I'd hit a wall. And that also came to pass because I was working with an incredible mentor who actually energetically was able to see that I wasn't inhabiting my body. Mm. So I first became aware of the somatic space through this particular mentor. Her name was Marianne C. And it just really struck me as like a light bulb moment, of course, because what somatics actually is, is body-based healing. 
So if we think about traditional psychotherapy or psychology or even traditional life coaching and counseling, which obviously you and I know so much about, we're really talking to the cognitive mind, the conscious mind, the 5% of our mind that we're able to be aware of and access, which is fantastic. And that space of mindfulness and that um, really becoming aware of what you're thinking and what you're doing, you can create a lot of change from that place. But there comes a point where I feel like you hit a roadblock and that's because that is only 5% of your entire mind. And the other 95% is the subconscious space, the space that controls almost everything that you do think, say, and be the space that navigates you through the world, through a set of stories and beliefs and patterns that you're not even fully aware of where you got them from. They're just there and they're running the show, runs your body, your systems, your nervous system, et cetera. Now your subconscious mind is also directly linked and housed in your body. So a lot of people really get it when I say the body keeps the score, which is a very famous book by Bessel van der Kolk. And that is that we store and hold these beliefs, these patterns, the trauma, the wounds, all of the stuff that form so much of who we are, we store it and hold it in our body, including our energetic system. Does this all make sense so far? Oh my gosh, yeah. Started rambling. Like, I know I'm being very quiet, but I'm just like, I've got like my finger over my mouth and I'm just like, yes. Okay. Yes. More. Okay, good. more. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm in. <laughs> okay, good. And I thought you would be, but I thought maybe you just slow down for a second there and actually just check that people no, are hearing you. It's beautifully put. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening so intently. It's not even funny. Okay, great. So <laughs> when we work with the body, we're starting to create healing via the body. So it's kind of like a, a top down approach as opposed to just traditional therapy, which is pretty much just the head up. Mm -hmm. So for me, somatics and the inclusion of somatic coaching into my work is about bringing people into a deeper understanding of the felt sense experience through their body and actually working with their body to create embodied transformation and healing. So what that looks like in a session will be incorporating still obviously that more cerebral conscious reflective mind-based healing but we then move quite quickly into our body sensations what we're storing in our body and where and how does that feel and what does that mean and how are we showing up into our life and our experiences from that body and that experience that's held in our body so the incorporation of this into my practice has been about uh, bringing us it's kind of like the masculine feminine bringing us into more unity with those two approaches so that we actually can make more profound and deeper healing, feel more embodied. So feel like we are actually inhabiting our body, that we are actually grounded on earth, that we do belong in this body and that we are starting to heal and release from literally the stored tissues in our body, but also our energetic field, which actually controls most of the story. That's actually where most of it is. So good. So I'm mm. loving this because I'm all about the way that we experience our emotions and learning from our emotions and the way that the, the thing that fascinates me and that I think so many of us don't realize, and I didn't realize it until, well, I did. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what mm. we don't know, but we always have that feeling within our actual physical body 
before mm. our mind clicks on to what's actually happening and the gap between that physical experience and that mental click in is different for everyone and it can be you could be rolling with that for weeks or months this discomfort this dis-ease that anxiety or whatever and if no one's ever actually encouraged you or you've never worked with someone or read something or um you know listen to a podcast or whatever that has helped you connect the two dots and realize that that doesn't have to be your default setting and that it's there for a reason yeah you can you you can go your whole life without understanding that everything's there to be interpreted right so true so true i mean you've just actually jogged my memory i mean it it this process has actually begun many, many years ago for me. And that was when I was in my early twenties. And I think you've had similar experiences, Katie, where my body was starting to fail and show really serious signs of illness that was all related to what was going on in my head or experiences of anxiety and other challenges. But I then went about the healing via my mind first. So meditation and um, mindfulness practices and getting my own coach and psychologists, which is fantastic. And, none of it I would ever change. But actually what I'm talking about now is approaching healing. That's, you know, looking at what's happening in your body, letting your body be the signal and the guide, and then approaching healing through your body, not first from your mind. Does that make sense? Totally. So if someone, okay, so say someone is experiencing like, okay, let's, we talk a lot about anxiety here on Simply Complicated. Um, let's say someone's feeling like a tight chest and, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're not able to shake it, that real elephant on the chest sort of thing. And they came to you, how Mm -hmm. would you approach or what would you do to work with them? Like what sort of things would you, how would you approach something like that? Mm. Okay. So the very first thing that I want to say here is trauma awareness. Number one, a lot of people will come to me and I don't know exactly their trauma history or I do, and it's really important that I have to navigate around that carefully because the body keeps the score and it holds a lot of trauma. And often it holds trauma that we're not even mentally, cognitively aware of, or we think that we've processed. So if somebody comes to me and they've got anxiety on their chest and they've got that really tight, heavy feeling, the first thing I'm gonna do is flag with them that it's going to be a subtle, slow and gentle approach because trauma comes about when something happens too much, too soon, too fast. So if I go too much, too soon, too fast with healing, we can often end up in a re-traumatized state. So that's the number one thing, which is really challenging for people like me and like you who love healing. So we're all yeah. like, give it to me. Yeah, now. Come on, just now, let's do this. I'm right in, let's go. And I tend to attract those kind of people. So they're like, I have this thing going on, Claire, let's go, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. So it's actually a much gentler, slower space when we work with the body. The second part of that is I actually go to the sensation. So I actually move first into the body. There might have been some discussion as to what they maybe feel or believe that it's about. But after that's said and done, and I try not to get lost in too many stories and too much context, we go to the actual felt sense experience in their body. So we stay with it at four or 5%. We don't amplify it too high. But the question is, how does it feel? Where do you feel it? Describe the sensation. Now, what happens if we spend some time breathing into that? What happens if we amplify it just 1%? Uh, What happens if 
it feels too intense and too strong. Okay. So we resource, we pull out, we gaze out the window. We go to a place in memory that feels really beautiful and restorative. We tune into different restorative practices that maybe bring them into a state of calm and regulation. So we kind of dance with the sensation and we dance with what's coming up. For a lot of my clients, we'll eventually get to a place where they can feel that tightness in their chest. They can amplify it and they can take it to a point where they almost expand it outside of their body and it's no longer in stuck inside their chest and consuming them, but it's something that they've expanded and it no longer is filled with story and fear and this is not okay. It's now just a sensation and that means that they can then almost dissolve it or release it or let go of the expectation around what this might mean. So it's really working with the sensation of it and then noticing in our lives when it's triggered and how we can actually reprogram our body to respond to those triggers in a different way. So actually retraining our body, which is storing a habitual pattern of showing up to XYZ trigger, retraining our body to say, this is actually safe. You supported me 20 years ago with this embodied reaction. I don't need that anymore. This is now how we're going to show up and I'm going to retrain my body to show up differently to those things that used to give me anxiety. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it totally does. And I love that because, and I'm so glad that you said that and you acknowledged and like shone a light on the fact that this served me once that Mm. whole like because our body and as you mentioned keeps the score and that is you are the second person who's mentioned this book to me in i reckon like a week and a half so i'm definitely going to read it um because i hear you whoever is knocking on my door um my conscious subconscious whatever door anyway you get what i'm saying um the fact that uh this coping mechanism it's had helped us once our body Mm. is always looking out to protect us from whatever it sees as a threat and that might have been in your like early years as a child and the way that you experience the world as a child and what may have been it may be a very real threat or it might be something that was perceived as a threat like obviously Mm -hmm the realm and the sliding scale of what that could be is vast. Um, But as an adult, you may like once everything's working for you until it doesn't. And so we each have that ability to, you know, change the programming and learn to see things differently because I find like Mm -hmm. so many people or we're often really quick to get frustrated with ourselves in terms of, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I I should know better. This isn't a big deal, but our body might be experiencing it differently because it has stored it differently. But like you said, it served its purpose. It has, it was there for a reason, but it doesn't have to stay that same reason. And I mean, I had a real life experience of this just the other week. So as you know, I'm in lockdown again here in New South Wales and part of the world that I'm in. And I was in the second week of this lockdown and I was noticing this real intense tightening and contraction and almost cramping in my heart and my chest region. Mm. And I was thinking, this is really interesting and a very familiar feeling to me. And my mind immediately 
took me back to lockdown last year in 2020. And I thought, how fascinating. Cognitively, mentally, I'm absolutely not thinking or registering that I'm in threat or that this is a problem or that I'm even worried about this lockdown. But my body remembers how it felt this time last year. And I thought, okay, that's fascinating. There's clearly some storage there, right? There's some baggage contained in my body about this. So I spent some time doing some energy medicine work, some EFT in particular, and a couple of other things for a couple of days, just actually working through my body and asking it, what are you feeling? What are you holding? And there was a lot of fear and uncertainty and confusion and obviously all these natural feelings because that was trauma for all of us. And now it's trauma again. So I was fascinated. Here it is. My body is showing me in real time. I still hold this and it's affecting you today because you're walking around feeling this tightening in your chest. So my mind is not there. My body is. I was able to work through it and release it. And I felt really grateful that I have this somatic equipment because it's like, you're talking to me, this beautiful body, you're telling me, and I could either squash it down, push it away, find a way to cope with it, let it leak out and spew out into my daily life, deal with it for the rest of my life. And maybe it causes disease or I get to actually pay attention and release it. I personally choose the latter every time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was really powerful. Well, how are you feeling now? Like, is it still there? Because obviously it's not a one hit wonder. Like you are having to, you know, there's no silver bullet approach like we would like, but I'm guessing that you, how are you feeling now? That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And as you said, that it keeps changing. So that the score keeps changing. The, the, uh, (laughs) I know. Uh, To be honest, I mentally and mostly emotionally feel completely fine about it. I have my own personal beliefs about what's going on, which I won't, you know, bore your listeners with. I have to daily sit with how do I show up to this experience one hour at a time, one day at a time. Mm -hmm. But I'm also really incredibly dedicated with my own personal practices. Even if this wasn't going on, this is how I show up into the world every single day. So I'm in maintenance mode. You know, every day it's like, okay, there's something here. I work with that. If I don't know what's there, but I feel something, I still work with it because I believe it's my responsibility, my energy, my body, how I show up in the world, how I engage with people, the work that I do. It's my responsibility. The world is still going to do its crazy ass, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's my responsibility, how I tend to my inner landscape because that ripples out into the world around me and that matters to me that's phenomenal i love that view and i love that ownership of your experience so so much and from i mean instagram's like a tiny teeny tiny window but you do share a lot about your practices and i love how you bring your children into that quite often and it's so not a perfect practice and you no. are, like you know what i mean like it's not <clears throat> oh my god i'm gonna choke on some bug <laughs> it feels like a bug but it's not i'm just choking on my own saliva like a true um, <laughs> athlete or something oh my goodness again could this be more perfect than what we were just talking about like so you good. you like i know that instagram in many aspects or social media in general would love to have everyone believe that in order to 
um, have a personal practice of, you know, self-care, self-maintenance, self-regulation, or just like a knowing um, or like a connection to self that it needs mm. to look a certain way. And unless you have an, like a fully built altar or meditation room <laughs> in your house, that it just can't happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's not the case. And you actually, I got the giggles because you got a message the other day, didn't you? From someone saying um, you should dress up for your lives or you should dress, make more effort in your reels. Or what was that? I can't remember the exact words, but somebody basically just said to me, I should dress differently slash better for my reels. <laughs> it's like, <gasps> are you. you kidding me? Oh. It actually kind of, I've, it was delivered with a bit of love and some kind of marketing suggestion or something there, but it actually made me laugh because I thought, you know what, the first year of motherhood derailed me. And I, you know, I used to be this hardcore yogi and this daily meditation practice of an hour long and it derailed me. I didn't know, besides obviously the fact that motherhood completely shattered me, which we've spoken about, but it, yeah. it derailed my practice and my connection to myself. It took me a year, if not more, to actually realize I have to work this through my actual reality. I have to show up through what my life actually is and looks like right now. I cannot perfect it. It cannot be the way that it used to be. It just has to happen. So if anybody does follow along on Instagram, you'll see I have a mat on the floor right next to my bed covered in sheepskin rugs. It's literally right next to my bed. I don't have a dedicated room. I wake (laughs) up in the morning and I literally roll off my bed onto the floor. Like there's nothing fancy there. I'm in like 17 layers. It's freezing in my house. There is no makeup. Sometimes I'm in trackies. I just make it happen. I get it done. I move my body. I do breath work. I do some energy medicine and some beautiful wisdom practices that I've learned over the years. And I get it done. And if it doesn't happen in the morning because the kids have done a wobbly and woken too early, I will. (laughs) I know it's also rude, but I will find a way. Maybe I'm cooking at the stove and I'll just stand at the kitchen counter and I'll start doing my tapping practice. So when I got this message, I was like, all right, buddy, let me show you. So I recorded a reel (laughs) of my practice that morning in my trackies, no bra on, no makeup. I'm like, this is it. I'm showing up for myself. I'm coming home to myself. I'm listening to my body and I'm not going to glamorize this because there's enough of that in the world. I'm going to show people how possible it is and how potent and important it is to show up for yourself and be in your body and be with your breath, no matter where you are and how it looks like. Because if we try to glamorize it, we shut everybody off from the possibility of trying it on for themselves. That's so true. And what I also think is so important to mention is that this is a practice, like you do this, this is like, a, like you mentioned, you're in maintenance. Like you're not just doing this when the shit hits the fan, you are doing this, it's integrated, it's part of your life, it's a foundational setting yes. and you're not doing it to feel like it's just there. Like it's not like, oh, things have gone bad, I better fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, can you talk us through the importance and what actually happens, like why you have it as part of your day, part of your life, part of, it is, you know, it's like brushing your teeth. It's something that you do each day. It's a habit. 
the importance of that and why it's necessary and the benefits like in your why you see that i'd love to talk on that i think i really want to start with firstly for the people out there that are listening who possibly don't have 45 minutes to an hour in the morning like i didn't not even a year and a half ago i didn't have that time or space in my day my kids were really little and things were not consistent or even i still used to show up I would sit on the couch while the kids climbed all over me and I did five minutes of tapping and five minutes of breath work. I just want to flag that it doesn't have to be an extensive practice, but it does have to be consistent. And the, the, the constancy, the commitment, that consistent showing up, that is important because it's an accumulative experience. The practices that I do daily are subtle. They're energetic. They're not... Um, two-hour Ashtanga yoga practices, which I used to do, which are really hardcore on the body and very powerful. And maybe you feel the effects quite instantly. These are subtle. And when we show up daily, the shifts show up daily, but they're subtle. And you'll turn around six months and go, six months later and go, oh my God, I, I, I don't actually think like that anymore. Or this has started to change in my outer reality. Or I feel completely about, differently about this. Or I just noticed that I didn't lose my absolute shit when that happened. It is about being able to weather the storm when the storm hits because you've already been building the brickwork, the foundation. It's not sitting there completely exposed in this storm going, oh, shit, why didn't I do X, Y, Z beforehand? Yeah. So for me, it's about I, I am my spiritual support team. I can't turn to anybody else when times get really hard and expect them to carry me without having created a scaffold for myself. I can reach out and ask for help climbing up that scaffold and say, I need a little bit of a booster here, but I've already created such a powerful scaffold that I'm halfway up already, or I'm almost at the top. And then the other component of that, Katie, is people talk to me all the time about wanting to change X, Y, Z in their reality. And I used to too. Why can't I manifest this? Why can't I create this? Why is this not happening for me? It all comes down to what's happening on your inner landscape, inside. And it doesn't matter how many times you write in your journal, I want X, Y, Z to happen, or I want to manifest this number into my life, or I hope this will happen. It doesn't matter. If you're not sitting with your inside people, if you're not being with your breath, if you're not doing the energetic alignment and attunement, if you're not shifting your vibration, if you're not completely and deep, deeply and utterly content with where you're at right now, and you're able to sit in the vibration of what you want in the future, but sit in it right now, if you can't do that, it doesn't matter how much you try to manifest. Some people can do manifestation like, I don't know, like it's just breathing fresh air. They just pull things out of the, the air. I can't do that. I need that energetic alignment. It has to be attuned within first. It, it, that's just how it works for me. And I think another component here to add is I'm a complete and utter mess if I don't show up from this space. Yeah. Like just let's be real. I'm, I'm a highly sensitive, easily strung out, quite anxious being. I wasn't born with a regulated nervous system. I came into the world bracing for a shitstorm, and I got that. Yeah. This is like the actual truth. 
I know people who are nervous systems are beautifully online and regulated all the time, incredibly grounded, fully embodied. They were born that way. They are just that way. I love those people, but I'm not one of those. So this is my daily work because otherwise I'm a raging storm. I and that's totally again my that. responsibility. Yeah. And I think the like, it's the way that I can liken it back to like, cause I movement for me is mm. uh, it's essential as like the foundational block is for me in terms of my wellness and my self care. Now, like, and I know most people can understand or relate to that. Say if you were training for something, you, you go to the gym or you do your training so that one day, you know, like whatever it is, you all of a sudden, or you don't really know why you're doing it or that sort of thing. But one day you can get up the top of the stairs and it's much easier than it ever was before. Right. You know what I mean? You used to always got this stairs, but you've been training. And then all of a sudden you're not puffed at the top. And that's the same sort of thing by mm. having these practices that you're, you're speaking of, like you're tapping the meditation, um, your somatic breathing, all of that. It may not be, you know, some things would be in an instantaneous shift and you would be able to feel that, you know, beautiful benefit right away. But it's not until, like you said, that you could be having, the children could be having an absolute apocalyptic meltdown and you handle it differently that you realize mm. that, huh, that was all of those like mental workouts that I've been doing or these, these beautiful mental pauses or this breathing and this awareness that I've been bringing to my body that actually, you know, that's the benefit. So mm. I really have to circle the wagon because I, I don't know if I explained that that well. No, no, but- <laughs> and I'm agreeing with you. And I was actually just thinking, it's also about coming back. Because sometimes the, the children have a pop, a, I can't even say it, apocalyptic meltdowns and I'm not graceful and beautiful in that moment because no. whatever, I'm a human being, but it's about how I, I circle back, how I come home, how I regroup, how I repair. You know, I'm not um, getting lost in the spiral of my emotions and my experiences. I will have a moment where it's like deep breath, <clears throat> feel my body, okay. I can feel what energy I'm coming from here. I'm going to show up now differently. And that's when there's a lot of repair work with the ch- with children or there's a um, reframe or a complete reset in that moment. Or it's a, hey, kiddos, mum's just going to go scream in the pillow for a minute. It's all good. I'm just going to have a moment here and get this emotion <laughs> moving out of my body and I'm back. Okay, so here's how we're going to move forward from this. So for me, it's also about how do I come back? How do I, because the world is constantly trying to push me off center. I'm pretty sure it's doing that to everybody too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I'm not made of concrete. I'm a human being and I, I wobble a lot. So it's about, all right, I was just driving in the car and I heard this thing on the radio and it really triggered me. Am I going to let that trigger filter all the way through every layer of my being and then affect every moment of my day? Or am I going to use a practice even right now while I'm driving in the car to actually help me? process and clear that now can we talk about this amazing program that i have been seeing floating around your like spaces of the instagram the instagram the gram that is insta um i first of all i love the name because it's um well you talk you talk us through i've got my Mm -hmm. arms up like little brackets here but that's not helping any of our listeners today (laughs) because they can't 
see it. Can you talk us through your amazing program and yes. why you've put it together the way that you have? Okay. So the program is called I am, and I am is in brackets, hence why Katie has her hands in brackets. <laughs> it's called I am the remedy. It is a sacred group container to energetically attune and align your inner world and embody your transformation. So it's a six week live transmission designed for those that are ready to be with themselves in a deeper and more potent way. So that's the spiel. That's the tagline. It came about as most ideas come for me in a really sort of drip fed way. I just felt nudged to create a container, a program in some way. I felt called to sort of bring my experience and what I do and how I do it into a group experience. And it took a while for this idea to land because it's actually quite hard to articulate and explain when something is presented in the world in this way, that's actually more of a, um, an experience and -hmm. a transition as opposed to a cerebral educational heady kind of journey. So the program actually is six weeks with two sessions per week. The first session is a group um, practice session. So no speaking, no coaching, just completely full for 60 minutes of practice. So um, yoga, womb technologies, energetic practices, energy medicine, EFT, uh, meditation, breath work. I've recently realized somebody described me in a way that I'm a multi-modality healer. I don't like the word healer. I'm not a healer. People heal themselves. But this is an amalgamation of my own multi-modalities, I guess, that I've beautifully learned of many different mentors and teachers and that are pretty much a summary of what I do daily, how I show up energetically and physically in an embodied way, what I do for my own practice. And then this second session each week is a coaching reflective circle. So this is where we get to sit together as a group and integrate and talk through our experience of being in this embodied transformation and what's coming up. Because for a lot of people, it's the first time that they've ever worked with these practices and worked with their body and their breath in this way. So it's really for those people that are ready to show up for themselves, to feel, to actually be embodied and i'm really careful to use that word because there's a lot of stories online about embodiment and feminine embodiment you know this is i'm talking about really bringing your soul back down into your body really being able to live from a space of contentment and inner joy really creating shifts in your inner landscape before your outside world starts to change your outside world will change. Your outer reality will start to change, but that's not what this is about. I'm not making promises of you're going to manifest your dream partner and your dream home. No. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're not going to put that on there? No, no, absolutely not. Because to be honest, I, I, uh, if you're coming, if you're coming for that first, if that's the first layer, then you've kind of, we've got to flip it the other way around. We've got to sit with energy. We've got to sit with the frequency that you're emitting. What are you putting out there? And if you're trying to manifest something, but inside there's disbelief, lack of worthiness, there's anxiety riddling through your body. There's so much self-doubt. Then of course, of course you're hitting roadblocks. Yeah. So for me, it's about what's happening in your subconscious. What's happening in your body? How do we work with your body actually work with your body first 
I don't care about the stories right now. You don't either anymore. You've got to that place where you're really wanting to experience real change from the inner before the outer. Does that make sense? Totally. I, and yeah, it's just about, it sounds to me like, and from what I'm witnessing, it's about um, equipping your, like the people who take the, like equipping people with the tools to be the answer to the question. Like, and that's because we are all searching for um, like a remedy of some sort. We are. To ail something or heal something or understand something or make peace with something. And even in that beautiful title, like we are the answer to the question. Yes. Yes. Beautifully empowering. That's exactly what I'm trying to do here because I spent years and I still love getting support, but I spent years leaning on teachers, leaning on guides, leaning on healers, reaching out, asking for them to fix me or to help me or to like, I'd be confused about something and I'd want them to give me the answer. And it took me a long time for the message to finally land, which is, oh, I have the magic and medicine within me. It's always been there. I literally can access magic and medicine in my own body and my own being. So that makes me the remedy. That means that I am the solution. And that means that you are too, because there's nothing that I'm sharing that isn't available to everybody else instantly. Nothing. And none of it costs a dime. As in, once you have this tool, once you realize that you can access this energy within yourself, once you realize that you've got these practices that allow you to do this very subtle but potent transformation, it's yours and it's always been there. When that landed for me, it was like, whoa, I'm super freaking powerful. And then also nobody else is responsible for how I show up in the world. That's so important. That's so important. I'm actually teaching, I'm going through that with my seven-year-old at the moment. He's going mm. through a massive, like, wants to blame everyone. Mm. He's making me so angry. He's doing this to me. I, you're making, you know, like it's all, and it's like that coming back to yep. we are responsible for how we feel. This is, yes, what's going on out here is awful and antagonizing, or yes, he's being a really revolting little brother right now. However, you are in charge of your experience. Amazing. The the fact that you have bundled this up in I Am The Remedy, how, like, it's phenomenal. I wish it was around 10 years ago. I totally (laughs) would have been like, um, yes, please. But how, like, is it happening soon? Is there a deadline? How do people sign up? So this week right now, it's the... Early, the early bird and VIP upgrade in the cart is open, which is available to those that are on the wait list. And you can jump on the wait list by visiting clarabay.com, which is where the I Am The Remedy link is. And then it actually begins technically on August the 16th. So um, the, the standard cart will be open next week. And then after that, it will close and it's available for a few more days. I can't speak English all of a sudden. Sorry. When it gets to all the technical things, I'm like, oh, what am I saying? Yeah. Basically, August the 16th, it starts for a okay. six-week journey. Awesome. Well, I will make sure that I get this potty out this week so that um, as many listeners who, you know, because, you know, it, not everyone listens to it straight away. Hopefully, it is open by the time that you are have got your these. I can't even speak now. These <laughs> words in your ears is what I was going to say. 
Oh my goodness, Kelly, you're an absolute delight. Where do we find you on Instagram? Okay, my handle is Claire Obeyed. So that's Claire with an I and an E and Obeyed, O-B-E-I-D underscore. Mm-hmm. that's my handle. I am on there quite a bit at the moment, sharing a lot about I am the remedy. I did a free breathwork class, which is on my IGTV. Uh, I've had chats with different people and I'm jumping on doing lots of little mini conversations here and there. So there's lots of sharing and lots of information that can be found there. But if people are really interested in I am the remedy, I highly recommend going to the website and jumping on the wait list because the VIP upgrade, which includes a coaching session with me and some bonus classes and all of that stuff is available to the waitlisters first. And so Ooh. when that, when that's sold out, then obviously it just goes to the standard card. Nice. That's I know I'm getting a bit fancy, getting a bit that's fancy. so fancy. I love <laughs> that. I love that. Claire, thank you so, so, so much. And like, if I know we've exploded a lot of information to everyone today, but um, take what you need and it's always available to you, especially over on Claire's site. There is so many like IGTVs and reels and special posts that she's got, you know, go at your own pace and yeah, get, get lost in those. Oh my goodness. Actually, just before you go, what I found was fascinating can you talk us quickly through, and I know that I'm just breaking all the like podcast rules. We just had a really nice wrap up there, but um, <laughs> you did that and I commented and sent you a message. I was like, holy shit, about the different, you were throwing energy around, like from the different sides of the parts of your body where you're waking up different parts of your brain. Yes. Energy medicine and energy medicine practice. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. So basically... Uh, we have multiple energy systems, I think like nine at least that we know of, not just the chakras. And one of the systems that many people know about is meridians, for example, chakras, etc. They go on. It's long and I, I, won't, I won't bore everybody with too much information. But this is a practice that I learned through a course that I did under Donna Eden, if anyone wants to Google her and look her up. So what it basically does is work with these different energy systems to actually unscramble your brain. So what tends to happen when we get tired or overwhelmed or stressed, our brain starts to move in a homolateral pattern, but we actually need it to move in a cross lateral pattern. So it's crossing. Does that make sense? Yep. So left side of the brain navigates and looks after the right side of the body and vice versa. So what that practice actually does is work with your energy within and around your body, including your brain and your nervous system to unscramble your energy, to reboot your energy, to clear out any junk that maybe is blocking meridian pathways and just to create a lot more flow. It literally takes about five to seven minutes to do that practice. It will feature in I am the remedy quite a lot. And it is my daily go-to, especially when I get to that three o'clock mark in the afternoon and I want to curl into a ball and fall asleep and I don't want children anymore. I do that practice and I'm, I'm reset really fast. It's one of my most favorite things. And that's going to be in the course. Yes. So in the course every week, uh, the beautiful members will receive something called daily meds. And this will be a short 15 minute video, which is what they can do each day. And that practice will be included so that they actually have a quick go-to, even if it's just on their phone and they're at the park with the kids that they can actually just do whenever and however they need to. That's so cool. And I love the play on words there. Like you daily meds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know I'm incredible, aren't I? Like so bloody creative. 
I'm into that. Like I'm like, that's so cute. I like that one. I'd like yeah. to give I'd love to like to give that to you, Katie. I'm gonna send you one of those recordings so that you can have that ready to go for yourself and you can enjoy it. I will do it online because I honestly was just like, that is cool. I didn't know that. Like I did not know that. And you were just throwing energy around from like left to right and right to left. And I was like, gee, she means business. But that is amazing. That's so cool. I do mean business. My kids, it cracks me up. <laughs> I wish I could show you. They come in the morning and they kind of just climb on top of me and they know that I'm doing my thing. And sometimes I look down and my little three-year-old is like trying to copy my hand actions and he's going, mommy, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh. Monkey see, monkey do. They really do pick up what we're doing and at least you know yours is good my children just swear a lot oh no yeah my kids do that too sometimes <laughs> well claire thank you so 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 much for coming i will link your instagram page and your web page in the show notes all the best with the launch of i am the thank remedy you. and i can't wait to see it all unfold thank you beautiful woman you're an absolute legend and i love you thank you so much love you too bye bye